And welcome back, beautiful souls, to our 32nd episode of Spirituality with Kayun. Today, I want to talk about a concept that I had struggled with for quite a long time and is something I'm still working on every day. It's the idea of oneness. Have you ever heard of it? It's something I feel that's not quite easy to grasp, especially for someone like me who grew up in a city of diversity. Lately, I've been taking a stroll down memory lane, reminiscing about the days when I hopped on those hour-long train rides to the city for work every morning. As much as I love New York City, their trains are probably my least favorite thing. Well, they're not exactly the cleanest in the world. This could be because you would always find commuters sipping their morning Starbucks, others chowing down a Big Mac and fries. There were homeless ones who claimed the entire row of seats to catch up on some sleep. And let's not forget the alcoholics who look like they're already hungover and still going strong with a can of beer on the platforms. In some super clean countries like Singapore or Japan, you would get fined for even nibbling on a snack while riding the public transportation. When I moved to Hong Kong, I remember one time I was with my dad on the train and he was so embarrassed when he saw me taking a sip of my matcha latte as if it was perfectly normal. He stared down at me, pointed at the no eating sign and asked if I spotted anyone else eating on the trains here. But I mean, there were great surprises on the New York City metro as well. Oftentimes, you would find these awesome Mexican ladies selling yummy churros or juicy mangoes that they meticulously carved into beautiful flower shapes. Then you had these adorable little hustlers selling chocolate bars for school fundraisers. And there were always followers of the Lord spreading their spiritual message while offering religious books for donation. Oh, and the impromptu performances, too. Picture kids busting out mind-blowing breakdancing moves. New artists strumming their guitars while singing some Taylor Swift. And even yogis channeling their inner bliss by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Imagine seeing all this and more from just a train ride. It's really an incredible city with a diverse array of people. New York City is truly a melting pot. And people from all corners of the globe move to this city to live their dreams. It brings me back to the spiritual concept of unity in diversity. But understanding this idea wasn't exactly a walk in Central Park for me. While standing on the crowded train sandwiched between people of all kinds of background, I couldn't help but feel like we were worlds apart. I just couldn't see how we were the same. In fact, I thought I was very different from most people. We're different in gender, color, ethnicity, background, jobs, and our way of life differs in a million ways. I grew up celebrating our uniqueness and the colorful cultural differences. You know, I used to be so confused each time my philosophy teacher spoke about oneness. 
He would always remind us that those who have a sense of oneness experience greater satisfaction in life. Meanwhile, I was thinking to myself that there are plenty of things that already give me great joy and pleasure in life. My best friends, my family, my travels around the world, Starbucks, Lady M crepes, my Chanel lip glosses, my Louis Vuittons, and my five-inch pumps. Pretty much my entire closet. In case you aren't familiar with the term oneness, from a spiritual context, it refers to the concept that all of us living beings, including our friends from the animal kingdom and all elements in the universe, are fundamentally interconnected and part of something bigger. Back in school, my classmates were a delightful mix of cultures and backgrounds, and I was always fascinated by their stories. I was surrounded by Hispanics, African-Americans, Russians, my fellow Asians, Koreans, Chinese, Filipinos, Indians, and of course, the Caucasians. We were taught to embrace our differences while growing up. Whenever there were cultural events or parties at school, our teachers would ask us to bring home-cooked food for a potluck. My Asian mom and all the other Asian moms would always whip up the usual fried rice, noodles, or dumplings, which, to be honest, were a bit boring since I had them on the regular. Instead, I loved trying all the exotic foods from various countries and learning about their vibrant culture. You know, which was my favorite cuisine? Indian dishes always stole my heart with their spicy curries, samosas, naan bread, and those mouth-watering green chutneys. The very first time I had it, it totally hit the spot. Since then, it has become my go-to comfort food. For some reason, there was something about the taste that felt like home. But as I grew older, I started to realize that not everyone had this open-mindedness. It broke my heart to witness bullying, prejudice, and discrimination based on accent, appearance, race, sexual orientation, religion, and other aspects of identity. And slowly but surely, I found myself gravitating towards Friends who looked like me and share similar backgrounds just because we seem to have more in common. And here's a twist. I began constructing identities for myself and others based on appearances, clothing, ethnicity, and even our likes and dislikes. There were moments when I thought I was superior to some and moments where I felt I didn't quite measure up to others. I remember my friends joking about how others can't sit with us at the tables. A little mean girls moment. Well, all this led me down a path of me versus you or us versus them. Little did I know these identities were fueled by our egos. They created walls and divisions pushing us further away from each other instead of embracing the beautiful idea of oneness. We're here to cooperate, to understand one another, 
But these labels only build more barriers. Then the more I bought into this separation, the less compassionate and kind I became. Fast forward a few years when I moved into the ashram to study yoga, I finally began to understand and embrace oneness. At the ashrams, we had a uniform policy. We wore this big yellow t-shirt and loose white pants every day. When I first arrived, I tried to find ways to alter the uniform. Cut it into a crop top to show the belly. Then cut the sleeves to turn it into a tank top. Or I would fold down the waistband to make it a low-waisted pants. Which actually defeated the whole purpose as we're supposed to be more conservative around the ashrams. If you ever visited a temple in Thailand or Bali in short shorts or a mini skirt or a tank top, you know what I'm talking about. They would give you a long skirt or a shawl to cover up. Some yogis at the ashrams also practice celibacy and teachers have explained how challenging it is to renounce such desires. As a community, we fully support their decision and believe that it is important not to impose more difficulties upon them. But I think the main reason for the uniforms is so that we can shed our identities and realize that at our very core, we are not separated. We strip away our egos, jobs, material possessions, and return to the truth that not only are we fundamentally connected, but we are all the same. I remember once during a lecture at a beach sasan one morning, a swami turned towards the ocean and sighed. The journey of the soul is to remember its connection to the infinite sea of consciousness. It was deep and I honestly had no idea what he meant when I first heard it. Spiritual teachings often require a lot of contemplation. But one day, while observing the rhythmic ebb and flow of the waves, which was very meditative and mesmerizing, I started to see things more clearly. You notice how it turned my mind inward, which was a big contrast from the usual things I observed in the city. Like people watching at a sidewalk cafe or interesting occurrences on the trains, which always turned my mind outward. And watching the waves rising and falling not only helps me find inner peace, but I was finally able to connect the dots. Inside me, I heard a voice that repeated, We are like waves in the ocean, rising and falling, different in shape and size, but we are all connected to the same magnificent ocean of life. It made me realize that beneath the surface, we are all the same. Essentially, I think all spiritual traditions teach us this concept of oneness and how we could be good, do good, be kind, be more compassionate to all. You know that saying, treat thy neighbor as thyself, or don't do unto others what you don't want done unto you. In our daily lives, it's easy to get caught up in gossiping, complaining, or experiencing envy and jealousy. I've definitely been there. 
But the more I delve into my spiritual journey, the more I realize the importance of kindness and treating others as we would like to be treated. At the ashrams, my teacher would scold us whenever we gossiped or spoke badly of others. He reminded us that our words have power and can disrupt the peaceful energy of our surroundings. I learned that when we see negativity in others, it often reflects the impurities within ourselves. So instead of judging, I started practicing patience, compassion, and letting go of negativity. I saw that just like me, others are also going through challenges and seeking happiness. Similar to the waves in the ocean, people around us can be gentle or wild, and they all contribute to our life experiences. I believe that there's something unique we can learn from everyone we encounter on our journey. One of my favorite poets, Rumi, beautifully captured the essence of oneness when he said, You are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. It reminds me that within each of us resides infinite potential and wisdom. We're not separate from the whole. We're a microism of the universe itself. So when I feel low in energy or confidence, I always tap into that divine essence within and find renewal. Perhaps the secret to navigating life in this place of diversity could lie in remembering that we are all drops in the same ocean. Thank you all for listening to Spirituality with Kayun. I hope this episode on spiritual oneness has touched your heart and inspired you to embrace the beautiful truth that we are all connected. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Kayun underscore. I would love to hear your feedbacks or if you have any questions, suggestions, please find me. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. The light within me bows to the divine light within you. Wishing you a beautiful day or evening wherever you are. Namaste, everyone.